Good morning. Observing the early church through Luke's eyes, two qualities emerge, community and commission. Community. The early Christians experienced a profound sense of common unity. They don't only had community, though, there was a commission, a profound and powerful sense of common mission. Last week, we focused on their community. And this week, the passage will focus on their, their sense of mission, um, the ability of the first disciples to preach and heal in Jesus' name as his representatives. Um, pick up the narrative in Acts chapter 5, verse 12. The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them even though they were hardly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed the people were awed by the power of the apostles. They did not, however, run up and join the Christians, but maybe surprisingly, they kept a healthy distance. Uh, the power being channeled was both inviting and intimidating. The miracles were inviting, as was the sense of community. However, there was also a sobering power. When Ananias and Sapphira, trying to appear that they were able to be more generous, generous than they actually were. They, they sold their land, some of the land they owned, and they gave some of the proceeds of that sale. They put it at the feet of Peter to be distributed to the people who had needs, and they fudged the numbers a little bit. They indicated that this was the full price for the land, and it wasn't. As a result, um, they died. And there was then a sense of respect and distance that the people um, practiced so that they held these people in high regard, but kind of kept their distance. God's Old Testament presence had a come here, get away quality to it. We read in Hebrews chapter 12, you have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire to darkness, gloom, and storm to a trumpet blast or to such voice, such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. Those who went near Mount Sinai faced death in doing so. To connect with God was to put oneself in jeopardy. That's what these um, people they would have associated God with miracles, but God wasn't safe. Uh, to connect with Christians was also to put oneself in trouble with the authorities. Refusing to honor the Sanhedrin's directives was dangerous. As we saw, the Sanhedrin is the ruling body in Israel at the time, kind of like the Supreme Court. And they had more power because Israel was a theocracy. The religious leaders were the political leaders. The police served the priests. For a Jew to become a Christian was to put oneself in as an enemy of the state. Refusing to follow court orders exposed one to serious consequences. And what we find is that the authorities, they summon 
Peter and John, they had warned them, don't do this anymore. And now they brought them back in because they violated direct orders. And here's what we read. Having brought the apostles, they made them appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus from the dead, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might give repentance and forgiveness of sins to Israel. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. This second appearance before the Sanhedrin was different different than the first one. That one involved only two apostles, Peter and John, and involved no formal charges. It was kind of a warning. Here, all the apostles stood before the council, and they are charged with violating the Sanhedrin's direct orders, the possibility of a death sentence was real at this point. The high priest as presiding officer began the interrogation, formally charging the apostles with two offenses. Number one, they had violated the order of the Sanhedrin, whom when they continued to preach in this name, in Jesus' name. The second, they were determined to lay guilt for this man's blood on them, the Jewish leaders. Really, they, the Sanhedrin saw this as they were um, trying to get the Sanhedrin charged for responsibility in, in Jesus' death. Peter's purpose, though, was not to create problems for the Sanhedrin or for any Jews at the time. It was to demonstrate that Christ was indeed risen from the dead, is the risen Savior, and to urge repentance and commitment to him. If they needed further proof that Jesus was their deliverer, risen and exalted to God's right hand, the the apostles could bear eyewitness testimony to these realities, both by these, they saw him raised from the dead, they they saw the miracles that were performed in his name. He was issuing an invitation to the Sanhedrin. They had indeed sinned in hanging Jesus on the cross, but there is forgiveness and salvation for Israel in him. That's what Peter is wanting them to understand. And we hear about their reaction. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all of the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed them. Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Theudas appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed. All his followers were dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourself fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. The Jewish leaders were not the least inclined to respond to Peter's appeal. Their reaction was quite the opposite. They were infuriated. 
They call for the death penalty, especially the, the Sadducees. There were two parties in Israel at the time. We've talked about the Sadducees and the Pharisees. The, the Sadducees, they wanted the status quo. They were deeply committed to nipping messianic movements in the bud. They might have imposed the death sentence had not a voice risen from the Pharisees urging moderation. The Pharisees were more liberal. They, weren't, they were more reform-oriented than the Sadducees. Uh, and the Sadducee officials usually yielded to the advice of the Pharisees because the Pharisees were more popular with the people. Um, Gamaliel was the Pharisee who stood up. He happened to be the uh, Paul, Saul's rabbi, and so we know him as Paul. Uh, he would have had his advanced theological studies under this Pharisee whom we hear from in this context. Gamaliel uh, implied that the death penalty might be a bit rash and bring unfortunate results down on them. The Christians were popular with the masses. There was a better way. They all knew of other movements that burned out. Simply leave the movement alone. Leave it to God. If he was not in it, it would fizzle out. And here's what happened. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go, as before. The apostles were warned not to continue their witness in Jesus' name. This time, the warning was reinforced with stronger persuasion. The flogging referred to was the customary punishment that served as a warning not to persist in an offense. It consisted of 39 lashes, often referred to as the 40 less one, with bared chest and in a kneeling position. One was beaten with a triple strap of calf hide across the chest and back. It was a serious punishment. Men were known to have died from this ordeal. The one benefit, it allowed those punished to retain their synagogue standing. And as I think we talked about it in a, in a, a past series, that's why Paul accepted this punishment five times, because in accepting the punishment, he was able to retain his standing in the synagogue. To refuse it, he would have been able to not go through the punishment, but then he would have um, sacrificed his ability to en engage people in, in, in the synagogues, and he didn't want to lose that ability, so that's why he allowed them to do it. Um, what happened uh, as they were, after they were flogged, it says the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. We see a couple things then uh, through Luke's eyes. We see a profound sense of community and a profound sense of commission. Um, they were courageous and fruitful, and the fruit was both character and conversions. And so we might ask a question, why? Now, why, why such fruit? Why such courage? Uh, Jesus told a parable that might shine some light on it. That's what it says in Luke chapter 8, verse 11 through 15. Jesus is explaining the parable of the sower and the seed. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. 
The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. This parable is about those who are fruitful. It's not about who is a Christian and who is not. It's about who is, what kind of Christians will be fruitful and which kind will not be fruitful. Those who are fruitful will have to learn to manage difficulties. They'll have to learn to manage scorching persecution, suffocating anxiety. We get the sense then that reproduction is painful, and that's what Jesus expressed to the disciples. Fruitfulness will come at a price. You know, we think about these apostles and what following Jesus cost them. We think about um, their sacrifice, and because of the sacrifice that they were willing to receive and they, they were willing to go through for our sake, uh, we are in a position to experience the gift of eternal life. Uh, as we have said before, the gift of eternal life is free. The new covenant does not have any strings attached at all. It's a free gift. Um, the gift was transmitted to us Gentiles by Jewish jars of clay. And as we've said too, although the gift of eternal life is free, the postage and handling was very, very costly. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for the uh, record of the early church. and You are developing a movement that can allow us to hear about the gift of eternal life two millennia later. Thank you for the sacrifice. These jars of clay, whom you engaged to transmit the value, very valuable gift of eternal life, new covenant involvement to Gentiles. Thanks so much for them. In Jesus' name, amen.